Sefer Vayikra, Parshat Mitzorah on menstruation justice. Parshat Mitzorah takes us through Leviticus chapters 14 and 15, first giving procedures regarding purification from leprosy and commandments from handling sarat, dealing with a plagued house. Chapter 15 then goes into instructions regarding emissions, sexual relations, and menstruation. On the topic of menstruation, the Torah teaches, Ve'isha ki zava, dam zova, bifsara shivat yamim When a woman has a discharge, her discharge being blood from her body, she shall remain in her impurity seven days. Whoever touches her shall be tamay until evening. This pasuk, this verse here in Leviticus, is part of the basis for the laws of nida, a practice that enables a married couple to maximize fertility and to maintain romantic intimacy. By refraining from sexual intercourse in a process that takes roughly 12 days for a traditional couple, roughly five days of bleeding followed by an extra week, the person is put in touch with the natural and spiritual phenomenon that is the cycle of life in their body. While these laws have been thought of by some as stigmatizing women, as being unclean and impure, we learn in this parsha that ritual impurity is a regular biblical occurrence that provides opportunities for men and women alike. When we recognize this, we can view how the practice of family purity laws can be about facilitating fertility and helping couples rekindle their relationship. Dr. Tirza Miachem wrote for the Jewish Women's Archive. Advocates of menstrual law observance, she writes, emphasize potential positive aspects, such as the sense of honeymoon when sexual relations are allowed, the opportunity to develop non-sexual aspects of the relationship, and modes of communication and time for oneself without worry about sexuality. In a 2012 essay for the American Jewish World Service, Sigal Samuel argued that Leviticus actually provides a model for how we should be talking about periods openly and as a matter of high importance. She wrote, as far as the Torah is concerned, this bodily process is neither private nor unmentionable. Instead, it is quite public. People often know when a woman has her period and if she experiences any irregular bleeding, she must bring two birds to the tabernacle for the priest to sacrifice on her behalf. Far from being hidden or ignored, the rites of menstruation are dealt with by the priest, the person in the highest position of all. These discussions bring to mind the fact that menstruation is not just a Jewish spiritual issue, but an issue of honoring everyone's humanity. In addition to the stigmatization problem, feminine hygiene products often are not affordable or accessible, especially in the global South. When girls can't get tampons and pads, they often must resort to using leaves, dirt, and newspapers. We should all see this as a degradation of the image of God that these people bear. This can also mean that girls who have access to school in the Global South often miss many days of school because of embarrassment and staining. 
missing school can have a devastating impact on their lives. In America too, access to menstrual hygiene products in migration detention centers, jails and prisons, and schools remains an unresolved issue. At one of Valley Beit Midrash's social action branches, Arizona Jews for Justice, we do our best to make sure distribution of period products is an integral part of our outreach to the Valley's unsheltered communities and to immigrants and asylees coming out of detention. As honoring these individuals' humanity means we are obligated to help the whole person. There's also the burden that having adequate supplies puts on working class families. A report by UT Health Austin found that tampons cost a person about $63 each year, and pads over the course of a year can cost $72. And in households in which multiple people need products, the expense can quickly add up. Then there are the women suffering from homelessness. Quote, without the basic resources needed to feel clean, safe, and secure, periods can be devastating for the over 210,000 women experiencing homelessness in the United States. The United Nations Children's Fund suggests some solutions to these tragedies, including the following. Number one, ensure adequate access to affordable menstrual protection products by exempting menstrual products from taxes and providing products for free. Tampons are subject to sales tax in Arizona. Every child, number two, should know what a period is and how the cycle works in order to feel normal and secure in their own body. Number three, conversations about menstruation should be done openly at schools, in the private life, including with the support and engagement of male family members, as well as in the community at large. On a personal note, I, I as a boy was not educated on these issues at all. Teachers in all settings and especially in communities in which periods are seldom discussed should take on the responsibility of making menstruation something we can talk about. We are called to bring dignity, not shame, to this natural cycle. The lesson from Parshat Mitzorah's section on menstruation should not be that our bodies are something to be ashamed of. Rather, they are another thing we are obligated to take care of in order to bring holiness into the world. Shabbat Shalom.